We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast coming at you on a Tuesday morning. Yes, a Tuesday. Don't forget, we are dropping uh, pods now on all the off days so that the post-game podcast coming at you um, on the days after games are played. And of course... There is a Nick game tonight, and it is a big one. The, uh, well, I guess you'd call them the presumptive title favorites at the quarter mark of the NBA season. The Golden State Warriors are coming into Madison Square Garden, uh, led, of course, by Steph Curry, the leading candidate for MVP at the moment. Um, And he's, well, I'm recording this before they play the Pacers uh, on Monday night, but at the moment, at least, he will probably be pursuing the all-time NBA three-point record at Madison Square Garden. But of course, that does not matter to you or me or to any Knicks fan who at this point just wants a win. Win a game, please. One game. That's all we ask. It's not too much to ask for, I don't think. Uh, That is what is on the line tonight. Of course, we're still waiting to see whether or not the players who missed Sunday's game will be active for this one, but uh, no word yet on that. In the meantime, we discuss the Warriors game and the Warriors at large and Curry and some other fun stuff uh, involved uh, with these two teams with Andy Liu. Andy is the host of the Light Years podcast, part of the Blue Wire podcast family here. they do a, a great job at Light Years Pod. He knows his stuff about basketball, and we have a very, very fun conversation about that. Um, so that is coming up to you in just a few minutes. Uh, some Knicks news today. Report from The Athletic uh, in which Shams Saranya noted the Knicks are one of several teams potentially interested In Philadelphia's Ben Simmons. Um, You know, Ben Simmons, talented player, 
I don't know about the fit. I don't know about the cost. Uh, lots of question marks, but they're, you know, they're checking in. And hey, when you're a team that was supposed to win uh, more games than you are currently winning, I guess there are worse things to do than check in on Ben Simmons. Uh, I'm not making too much of the situation at the moment until there is actually something to make something out of. But uh, definitely worth noting. Also, he noted in that report that some teams around the league are calling about Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox, he of the 18-point explosion. Yes, explosion on Sunday against the Bucks. Um 18 points on 15 shots. I mean, hey, it's something, right? Uh, please call away NBA teams who are interested in Kevin Knox. I'm sure Scott Perry is waiting by the phones. Happy to speak to you <laughs> about our player. Um, that's it. Uh, as always, uh, don't forget if you're um, not yet on the Patreon bandwagon, um, no better time to get on. We we just, uh, as we've spoken about a few times, have partnered with uh, Playback, which is a streaming service which allows you to watch the Knicks game with, well, with the Knicks film school team uh, right there with you. We... Um, we talk about the games as the games are being played. We could call you up on stage. There's chats. You could chat with each other as we're talking. You could listen to the game. You could listen to us. It's a very cool thing. A lot of fun. We've done a couple games so far. Uh, me and Andrew did the first one. Jeremy and Andrew did the second one. Um, very cool stuff. And uh, we're excited about the, the partnership with Playback. And uh, yes, that is a Patreon-only exclusive feature. So uh, if you're, you know, if you're thinking about getting on board um, with Patreon, obviously we got the bonus podcasts every week and the town halls and the the merchandise and all that other good stuff too. So feel free to check that out. Okay, I filibustered enough. Let me get to my conversation about the Warriors and the Knicks with Andy Lou. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast, very, very happy to welcome a first-time guest. He is a member of the Blue Wire podcast family. Um, he has had the privilege of getting to cover um, one of the, uh, I can't call them the best team in the NBA anymore because record-wise, they're technically not. Um, but they are certainly, um, I will say, I think, the model organization um, in the league. So that must be fun. We're going to talk to him about what it is like to um, cover the Golden State Warriors um, on the aforementioned Light Years pod. Welcome to the show, Andy Lou. How are you, my man? Thank you, sir. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Not the best team in the league anymore. I got to say the Suns are probably the best team in the NBA. But anytime you get to watch Steph Curry, I you know, even if they were the 20th best team in the NBA like they were last season, it's always fun times. I was about to say, you know, yeah, it's like what you you've gotten how many how many organizations? So it's not only that you hit the lottery with getting Steph and getting one of the, I don't know. Let's just I don't want anybody to get mad at me. So let's just say one of the five most important players of the last uh, twenty years. And I think obviously I'm I'm, yeah. I'm lowballing it there. Um, might be one of the five most important players in the history of basketball. Some would argue, but it's, it's not only that it's like, okay, so you're a Spurs fan. You got Tim Duncan. Okay. That's fun. You know, Mavs fan, you got Dirk. Um, I'm trying to think how many other real, real comps are there. Uh, that's the thing is there's not too many because players don't stay anymore. That's right. the other thing. Right. 
you guys got the guy who it's like, it doesn't matter what else is going on with your team. It doesn't matter how many games your team is winning. And now he comes into the place. Is it his, the place, place he likes to play the most? I don't even know. I can guarantee you Steph Curry wanted to be a Nick. When he when he was first, uh, he he didn't take he didn't do workouts. His his dad, Del Curry, said, "Hey, don't draft my kid." Yeah, we want to go to New York. Was eighth. I mean, you guys are. I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to put salt woods or anything. But that was the team. Steph was never going top three. He wasn't that type of prospect. And yeah. his dad was like saying, "We're going to New York. Let's go to New York." And um, I, as a Warriors fan at the time, man, what was I like sixteen or whatever it was? I I, I was like, "Hey, I, I'm I'm good off Steph. He's a tiny guy." Just shooter. What else can he do? You know, I sound like those old guys now, but, but he wanted to be a Nick. That was his team. He wants to break this three point record in New York at Madison Square Garden. I, man, it's going to be a hell of a show if he does, oh. right? A hell of a show. I mean, and it's funny. It's actually, I don't mind the one pick away from Steph thing because to me, that was a situation that was out of our control. Like, sure. You sure. never know, like what could have been offered. What the thing, and honestly, like even like you know, not to go off on a tangent, but like not getting Donovan Mitchell and drafting Franklin Lakina. It's not even that. It's like drafting Kevin Knox over Mikael Bridges, who oh, everybody boy. agreed. At I the just time. saw that. Yeah, yeah. That that's those are the things that get under because that's like it's the simple thing, it's the easy thing, it's the smart thing, and it's not the thing that you do. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Uh, so yeah, Steph um, is coming into a place where. Um, he is, I think he's going to have some fun. Um, uh, it's funny. I was just telling Andrew before. So today's actually my, oh, and I was telling you before I was t- today's my seven year wedding anniversary. My wife, when we first started dating, one of our very first, uh, collective experiences together was at a bar watching a young Steph Curry shimmy his way mm. to 54 points. And watch a Knicks win. It was as good a, as good a wow. day date. Cause I think I'm pretty sure it was during the day. If I recall, it, it was, it I was know where there, I yeah. was when it happened, by the way, where were you? So I was, uh, I was in college and I was taking a bus back down to San Diego. I lived in San Francisco. So it's for those that don't know, I know you're on the East coast. It's like a nine mile, nine hour drive. Um, and I, and I got in and my buddy picked me up and we went to go grab some, uh, grab some grub. And we were watching this on a tiny little television, the Chinese <laughs> restaurant. And, uh, and we were watching Steph, you know, you know, kind of shim, like you said, shimmy his way and miss good impersonation five and all of that. <laughs> so you got that on video, but, uh, yes. <laughs> just, just one of those games. I think Steph understands NBA history. I think Steph, he's not like, there's a lot of young players today in the NBA that doesn't care about about NBA history. And it's what happens when you're Gen Z, right? You're, you're 20 years old. Who cares? Steph cares. I think Steph is one of those people. He doesn't care what the public thinks of him in terms of fans. They'll always say no finals MVP. They'll always say this. They'll always say that. But I think what Steph, what pisses him off, what he genuinely cares about is what other athletes say. So mm. that's the really the most important part. So him breaking this, I didn't know this meant that much to him. And I think this is why he wants to do it in New York is he, he cares about history. If Ray Allen isn't there, if Reggie Miller isn't there, now they're playing in Indiana tonight. We're recording I, this beforehand. I was about to say, yeah. He he cares, man. Like this record means so much. He said he was going to cry in a press conference if he was going to talk about this record. So you know, so if we see him do it in New York, or if we see him we do it in Indiana, uh, we're going to see him. I, I think you and I, maybe anyone, didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal because we all saw it coming anyway. We knew this was going to happen, but I, I mean, to me, it's like, and, and uh, um, Andrew may know this because he's a baseball guy, but like 
you know, when, whenever like Nolan Ryan broke the strikeout record, like I'm sure that was a big moment, but you knew it was going to end up so far and away above everybody else. Like to me, we're like, you know, he, he's going to end up, I mean, is he going to end up with 4,000 threes? He's going to end up with 5,000. I mean, I don't think any number, it all depends on, I guess, how long he wants to play. And, and I think it's funny you brought up Reggie Miller because Reggie Miller was an effective three point shooter until the, until the day he left the league. And like he transitioned into being more of a supporting piece. Does Steph want to do that? I, I mean, I have, you, you would have a better idea than me. Do you, do you, th- how, do you think he's gonna, like, what does he have another 10 years in him? I have no idea. I, I think that he would. Um, I think he'd be happy to do it. He's not going to be your, um, you know, think, uh, uh, I mean, even I, I don't see LeBron playing off ball as his career yeah. ends. Now he's good enough that it's not going to matter probably for, although the Lakers are, are pretty funny. Uh, I'm enjoying, <laughs> I'm enjoying the Lakers. We can, um, but, we can have some Lakers talking. <laughs> okay. I, I love it. Um, they're one but, of the few teams having a worse, like go of things this season yeah. than we are. Well, given, you know, given expectations, given yeah. expectations, yeah. I mean, they're having probably the worst go of it, but there are yeah. players in the NBA. You look at history where, you know, they're never going to change the way that who the way that they play. I think Steph is, I think part of the plan there with the golden state is, you know, Warriors fans hate this is that, you know, they're, they're, pl- they're trying to win now. They're trying to win later. So you see them not want to trade Wiseman and Kaminga. I have no idea whether those guys could be good. They could be the next Kevin Knox. Who knows? But uh, but I mean, like you, those guys want to win five years from now. And Steph Curry, the beauty of Steph Curry is that he's as good off ball as he is on ball. So it's just it's just it's so easy for do for him to do that. And I think he also understands that with Ray Allen and Reggie, those guys would have made a lot more threes if they were in today's NBA. Oh. I mean, those guys were just they weren't. It just wasn't how the game was played, man. Now, now Steph is a better shooter than both of them, mainly because he could do it both ways. Like those guys could dribble and shoot the way Steph does, but that's part of who Steph is. Right. And I think he understands that. And I think five years from now, he's going to be a guy that plays off ball mostly, or if he's not going to be able to get by people anymore. I mean, that's he's, he's sacrificed the amount he sacrificed when KD went on the team, I think goes, goes underrated. It's underrated because I think people don't realize the amount that he did because going into that season, the season, even though they lost the title, that guy was on the trajectory to be the face of the NBA by far. Oh yeah. Top shoe sure. sales, top everything. And he'll never, he'll never, um, he'll never regret it. All he cares about is championships, but you got to think about it from his branding perspective. I mean, the stuff that he sacrificed with those years that Katie was here was just, he's well, the nicest teammate ever. Which is why I think you know, and, and, and you said he does care about what other players think. Um, and like, obviously players, I, I would guess care about the, the goat argument and like, or who, who's at least in that conversation. And that's why I think what happens this and not to say that even this year is necessarily his best shot, because obviously we don't know what Clay's going to be when he, we comes right. back, we, we hope for the best, but you know, with Draymond, how much longer does he have to be able to be at this level? As you just mentioned, how long does Steph have to be at this level? You could argue he's, you know, he's as good now as he ever been. Um, but I do think this year, maybe next year are really super important because if then you put on the resume, all right, he got one before KD and he got one after KD. And are we so sure he wouldn't have got one without KD had K not, KD not been there? And then where does that leave KD with one less? And it's like, and right. you know, to say nothing of the fact that who might they be facing in the finals? Um, I imagine that would get some attention around the Bay Area. Is that, hey, is that look, if the, if the NBA Finals happens and 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 you get fans in Brooklyn chanting MVP for Steph Curry in the NBA Finals. And the Warriors win the fight. Think about this way, guys. Think about what Steph can do in the postseason. I'm going way down the line here. But what if they're able to beat... You're, you're allowed to. It's okay. Yeah. I, hey, look, it's mid-December. 
guys, we're just waiting. I'm waiting for Clay to come back. There's not much going on besides his record. He goes and beats LeBron in round one. He plays Chris Paul in either round two or round three, most likely in Western Conference Finals. He beats those two guys, and then he plays KD in the NBA Finals. I mean, you talk about the guys that have been in the same breath as him. Maybe Chris yeah, Paul sure. less so, but in the same breath as him and him in the same breath as theirs the last few years. And people, you know, always arguing, Steph would have won this. He wouldn't have won this. Injuries that, injuries this. If he can do this this season, well, he and, can and Harden, guys. I mean, don't yeah, forget, right. Harden is like for a few years there, and maybe not so much anymore. It was it, there was the conversation of like just strictly right. as like an offensive force because Harden, you know, he, he was he was bigger and like right. he just could draw fouls whenever he wanted. Not that Steph's bad at that. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, so transitioning moving forward this season and and potentially in the playoffs, we'll we'll start to interlink this these teams and this talk, start talking about this game. Um, Miles Turner is a name that's been coming up around here a lot over the last week. Um, he was a name that I think some of us had been talking about even before the athletic article dropped, which basically you know intimated that the Pacers would be willing to sell off um, several parts and. You know, one of the conversations that I've been having with some fans and that my myself and my co-host had last night is about other teams who might be interested in Miles Turner. And the Warriors are a name that comes up theoretically because Miles Turner could shoot. Warriors are always linked with anybody who could shoot. Um, and you know, he's uh he's a he's a good defender, he could do some things. From your perspective, is Miles Turner a guy that you feel like is he a guy you want? Is he a guy you feel like you need? Is he a guy you don't want to touch with the 10th pole? Where, where are you? Have you thought about Miles Turner at all? Probably the middle. Probably the middle. We've okay. talked about Miles Turner a lot um, just because he, he's been in rumors since what? The day he joined the NBA. I just I, I, I feel like there's this thing with Miles Turner where I, I feel like fans love Miles Turner. The idea of Miles Turner. And I the think idea of him is great. <laughs> it is great. He's a tall, good shooter, right? Uh, theoretically, a good rebounder, good, t- uh, lanky guy, good defender. But I, I do feel like NBA front offices don't feel Miles Turner the same way that fans do. And if you're going to get that from across a lot of front offices, then we're probably missing something here. Like the guy's probably not as great. There's something probably going on with him that people don't like. There was a report that came out that, you know, he wants to be. Uh, yes. Like like one A one B type of guy or, or something like that, and you're just like, all right, Miles, you're not that guy. Like, just stop. You're a role player, well, especially right? in Golden State, where right. it, it's right. it, well. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like uh, after Steph, the pecking order right now is 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 Wiggins and Poole. Are they like two A two right. B? Is right exactly okay. exactly. And I mean, Clay's going to be there, and, and he's Cl- going to come back as two. And yeah. I mean, Miles Turner is also, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not great. He's not Nikola Jokic out there. Like, he's not like he's, it's not like he's an elite three-point shooter. He's a good three-point shooter. He's not a great back-to-the-basket guy. He's not in the paint that often, right? All that being said, though, if the Warriors, if the Pacers just wanted, let's just say James Weissman for him and just kind of make the salary work, maybe throwing Kevon Dooney, I'm, I'd do that. I would, right? Because I'm not high on Weissman. Wow. I think Weissman's a salt. I think Weissman's Miles Turner, but taller. Like, literally, that's what he is. He's a little soft. Well, you might want to cut that one out. Actually, Warriors fans get really mad when I say that. But like, he's not, he, he's 20 years old. He can shoot, but not really. Like he's got an okay shot. Kind of has post moves. Really like his mentality is I'm going to be the guy. You're not the guy. You're not the guy unless you're Kevin Durant. You're not the guy if you're a big man, unless you're Jokic. You are not that guy. Right. And I just think that mentality is not going to play. And so if you tell me Miles Turner is willing to be a rim runner, defender, rebounder, I'm, ha- I'm happy to make that trade, man. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to throw Wiseman in there for it. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I'm trying to remember, Andrew, Andrew, Mr. Encyclopedic Memory, my my producer here. I might need to call him in from the from the bench real quick. What was the fake trade that I pitched as being fair? I was it was early last season. So this was before all NBA Julius. This was mm-hmm. even before All-Star Julius. This is like 20 games in. Julius Randall's having a really, really nice season. Maybe it becomes something. I think it was, and I I literally I pulled this out of my ass for re- I don't even remember why. But it was it, it was Randall, Mitch. Randall, Randall and Mitchell Robinson for maybe some other salary. Kept, the well, that trade Kevin was Knox. offered, actually. That trade was offered. You're talking about for the Warriors two pick, right? Oh no, wait, but the trade so, the, so that there, I know there was a to, rumor about Mitchell Robinson and eight for two, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm talking about Julius Randle and Wiggins were in there as well. But yeah, I think that was an offer that was in there. That's Um, the trade. It was Wiggins and Wiseman for Randle and Mitchell Robinson. No, but, but hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. This was for, wasn't, wasn't I also getting, was I also getting one of the picks in this year's draft or was I not getting one of those? This, again, this is in my crazy, crazy world. So it was just Wiseman and Wiggins for Randall and Mitch, right? That was the yeah. trade? And, and the eight, I believe, something like Before that. Before Randall had any type of success last year, yep. and it was like, take it, like sell high. Then and the rest f- of the year happened, and it, Knicks fans in the moment were like, are you crazy? And, and fans are, and that might have actually been a lifesaver if it had And now I want to go to some of those Knicks fans and be like, just Put Wiseman and Mitchell Robinson aside, which is an interesting conversation because Mitch has not looked great this year. I, he has not. I watched yeah. too many Knicks games. I don't know why. But I'm no. sorry for you. Um, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Really? I don't know why either. I don't know. Um, so like, do we, Andy. So do we. And you know what? It's funny because like I, for whatever reason, I, a lot of Evan Fournier. It's a lot. Well, it's that's you, again, you, you're saying some some choice words there. Um, we may need to bleep out. Um, for what like, I always come up with fake trades. It's like one of my pastimes. But like Andrew Wiggins, I would bring him up over the years, the last two years, really, since he's been with Golden State. And, and I'd be like, I would rather have the the $30 million or I'd rather have the $15 million player making $30 million a year than the replacement level or $5 million player making 15 or $20 million a year. And like, to me, Wiggins was a guy who's like, okay, we know what he is. We get what he is. He's a, he's a, a above average, probably starting wing who should be the third best guy on your team. If you have a certain uh, uh, amount of creativity from your first two, or if you want to go for like something, that, okay, great. Is he making roughly twice as much as what he should be? But then I'm like, okay, if Andrew Wiggins was on the, on the open market this upcoming summer, what would he get paid? Would he get paid three for 60? Is that low? Like I, you know, so I always like right. the idea of Andrew Wiggins. Um, and then fans kill me for it because they're like, how dare you? But Well, Andrew Wiggins would not be good in New York. You're better off without him. Andrew Wiggins is having a great season because, guys, he's only tasked to do like three things. Um, <laughs> one, he, he's, he's, he's tasked to guard the, the smaller guard, um, which he's good because he has quick feet and he's long. Two, shoot open threes. And his three's gotten a lot better. And three, cut to the rim. And uh, he's not good at that, but he's gotten a lot better this season. Just that. No mid-range fadeaway jump shots. You're not Kobe. Uh, <laughs> no, no, like, weird... You know, pick and roll, pick and roll stuff. He's not, he's not LeBron. Like he's not he's not good enough to be the offensive initiator. Like one of the things I watched Julius Randle, I'm just like, man, he'd be really good if he was willing to kind of take a bit off and just be willing to play a little off ball, be willing to cut a little bit, be willing to be a screen setter, right? But I watch it and I'm like, man, this guy wants to be the best player on the team. Yes. And anytime that happens, you're probably going to be a good team, but not a team that you know you are what you well, are the, right now, like a 500 team, right? Like well, the Knicks are well. You're being kind because the Knicks are not a 500 team. The three games under 500, I, yes. and they're not a good team. Right. They are a team that has a negative two point something net rating, which is good for 24th in the league. Right. And if you take away their six and one start, in which they had uh, flames collectively coming out of their butts with how they were shooting, um, they're like a negative, bordering on like a negative five net rating team. It's not what you want. Um, that's what the team that has been led by Julius Randle this year is. And it is because of what you just, in part, because of what you just described. Um, we all thought Kemba Fournier, you know, lifts, it would lift everything. It's and been bad, right? I mean, it's one of those things. He's He went through a hellacious shooting slump. He's been better from three in his last three games. And then, yeah. but uh, I just quoted this in a newsletter. I think he's like, nine for his last 28 from um, two point range. So like for as much as he's hitting the deep ball, still not converting um, inside the arc, but we don't have to talk about RJ Barrett. Um, yeah, no, Randall's been uh, a bit of a point of contention um, and he does clearly want to be the guy. I think what I wonder, and this is, I don't think something we're going to find out this year or anytime soon at some point, I think in his career, we'll, we'll find out is what would he be with a next to a player who he would look at and be like, okay, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm not that guy. So, which is why I wonder from like not said not pitching any fake trades to you, but like I wonder what he would look like next to Steph and like how that would even work. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's a lot better with the ball in his hands than, than Andrew Wiggins, right? Like just just objectively, he's a lot. Well, he better. could do more Talk stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think with but but also what's great about Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors like about him outside of the contract 
is that he's willing to take a step back. He's okay, completely yes. okay with that. And he's willing to sacrifice and he's good defensively. You guys are going to know a lot more about me than Randall defensively, but Wiggins is good defensively. He's above average. Like he can be not a linchpin to a defense, but like he's like Clay Thompson was a very, very good defender. Andrew Wiggins, not on that level, but like he's one tier below. Like he's not Andre Godala. He's not Draymond Green. Those guys are all timers, but like he's, like in a playoff series, he's going to be able to guard Chris Paul pretty easily. Like, I'm not worried about that. Devin Booker is a different story. Like that may be a good matchup, but like he's going to be good. Um, yeah, that, that's, that was one of, again, uh, on the list of things that we don't have time yeah. to talk about all of them. They're frustrating about Randall this year. Last year, I don't know if you know this, he got an all defense vote, yeah. um, which was, which was funny to see. But at the same time, it was like, you know what? He earned that one vote. That's, ex- that's about what he deserved, but he earned it because he was the best defensive season in his career. And this season, he's letting his offensive frustrations um, get to his performance at the end of the he gets other end really of the court. He frustrated really quickly. Um, oh, I've, yeah. I've noticed he just... No, it's partly it's Tibbs' fault. I mean, partly it's like with Tibbs leaving and then say, you know, coaches always say like, you know, we've learned something new. We've changed. And then you go back to the NBA. Nothing's, nothing's freaking changed. It's the same guy. He's running the same boring offense, too many minutes, good, good defensive team. You know, maybe I'm saying the wrong stuff here, but he just seems like the same coach that I've seen. He is. Well, I think this, this, this team, I'm a big Tibbs guy. This team needed Tibbs when they, when they yes. brought it in, they needed yes. him to, to write the ship. I think the biggest complaint that most fans have is that he's not creative enough offensively. Um, that said, just like when you talk about any player on this team, it's, imp- it's imp- hard for me, not impossible. It's hard the for guys me. They have. To well, yeah, to separate the tips conversation from the Randall conversation because if you go all in on Randall and Randall brought you where you got last year to now then try to put the genie back in the bottle, I don't I don't envy him. Um, anyway, let's before we finish up, let's talk about this game because I I have no idea what the line is. I would imagine it's out of respect for the Knicks. It's going to be under uh, double digits. Um, I'm not going to make any comment on which team I would take. Um, I will just say that like you're facing a team right now that. Um, is incredibly inconsistent. We also don't know if we're going to have a couple of key players. Um, Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett are in health and safety protocols. And then Alec Burks who's actually been very good this season is just welcomed uh, a new child. And he's either him or Derek Rose has probably been their best player. Um, I'll be curious what happens because you guys are the best defensive team in the league. And I, you know, we struggle against we struggle against everybody these days, but we struggle in particular against against good defenses. Um, where do you guys have any weak spots on defense? Uh, let me ask you that. If you had a weak spot, what it's, might it be? I mean, yes, the answer is yes. There, there are there are weaknesses. There are, their defense right now is better than their offense. Um, just, and, and just that's a fact. Uh, even if they have Steph Curry out there, uh, their offense can be shut down really if you just throw three guys at them. Uh, and then you just pray that the other guys don't don't make shots. And, you know, that that actually happens. We literally saw that in Philly um, over the weekend on national television. They, they, guys can't make shots. And that's going to happen more often than not when they're role players. Clay's not here. Um, if there's a weakness defensively, it's going. Kevon Looney's a great defender, a, a good defender. But that's going to be the guy you as long as you get the Warriors to go with a center that's not Draymond at the five. You're mm. going you're going to be you're going to be able you're going to have a better chance of scoring on the Warriors. Um, if it's Looney, you can pick and roll him a little bit. He's slow out on the defense. So if you can get Randall against Looney one-on-one, that, sh- that should be, even though Looney's a very good defender, that should be easy for Randall. Um, I was about to say, be, be careful, you know, about that because that's one s- situation this year that Randall has not 
really been great is when he's like looking at the matchup and he's like, okay, burnt chicken, here we go. Right. And that's where he gets himself into trouble. I like what you were saying before is with the, with the pick and roll stuff. And that's where our offense has been at its right. best this year when guys right. are moving and, and Derek Rose is going downhill. Emmanuel quickly is doing his little thing. Alec Burks even is doing his thing. But again, so much of that flows better when Obi Toppin's in and we don't know if Obi's going to be like in Obi. Game. I like Obi. You like uh, Obi? I, I liked him going into the draft Two maybe was a little bit too high, but he's just, I don't know if he's going to be a star, but he's someone that I thought athletic could be a good defender. Probably has to play the five, maybe a little bit of the four. Good shooter. Um, if he can get some off the dribble stuff again, like I'm not the expert, but like I wanted him. I would have liked if the Warriors, if they had traded down uh, to get that Knicks pick or, or maybe the Chicago pick or something like that. Like that would have been a guy that I would have wanted. I, you just brought it up and I, ju- I didn't think about it before when you brought up the number two pick. So I, I have to. Uh, you could have had LaMelo. I was about to say, I have, I have to bring this up. So like, well, could we have had LaMelo? I don't, I don't know how realistic that trade was. You could have definitely had LaMelo. All right. Is, uh, we don't need to bring this up. We don't <laughs> I have to. My team sucks right now. Give me this. <laughs> how much, how much is this being talked? Is it being talked about or is it you guys just kind of. Um, it was talked about last season uh, because the team sucked. Um, it's not talked about the season because they're 21 and five. Yeah. And um, look, man, the Warriors were never going to draft LaMelo. Uh, Steve, can, can I ask why? Steve Kerr doesn't like it. Like he doesn't want to deal with the LaVar stuff. He it's LaMelo is the type of player that Steve is saying like LaMelo is a Gen Z kid. He's got a lot to say. He's got a lot of flair. And I, again, I, I wouldn't have drafted LaMelo. I just didn't think he could shoot though. I think Steve Kerr on their side, they were just saying like, hey, he's not someone that we want to deal with necessarily. And also they didn't, they kind of thought the same stuff. He couldn't shoot, couldn't defend, stuff like that. But you yeah. watch Melo play. I mean, he's perfect in the Warriors system. Like he's creative. He's flashy. Um, he's just a flow guy, motion guy, right? Like if you put him in the crux of an offense, he's going to make the right pass every time. The problem with Kent Bazemore and Kelly Oubre and Brad Wanamaker last season is guys that never know what to do. LaMelo is on another level. He'd immediately be the second best passer on the team. I mean, like mm-hmm. Stephen Draymond, maybe, but like he'd be right there if not the best passer on the team. And Steve, nothing Steve Kerr likes pass, better more than passing, believe me. Um, and so... I think they fell in love with the athlete, which guys, if yeah, I don't know, you guys go through a lot of drafts. Um, hey, listen, you just mentioned Kevin Knox. Talk about any, falling uh, in love with the athlete. Anytime you fall in love with the athlete versus falling in love with the feel guy, the guy that actually makes an impact on the game. I mean, look at why Draymond Green's great. He's not a good athlete. Yeah. He's just a great feel guy, knows where to be. And they, they draft him in the second round. Now he's an all-time defensive player and they went with Wiseman. So, hey, hey, it's new. He's young. It's only been a season and he's come back from injury. We'll see. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I can't imagine they're going to sell this low on him. But, you know, you talk about a, a buy low candidate for somebody around the league. I, I don't know. I think there, for what it's worth, there were rumors that the Knicks had two guys that they thought were were worth like m- mortgaging a lot for. And it was it was Wiseman and, and Ball. But again, I don't I don't know. You know, how it realistic was it for them to trade percent of the time? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Would have hit half of it. Uh, I, I trust. We have a, an interesting front office because we have Walt Perrin, who we stole from the Jazz, who uh, I, we love his uh, talent evaluation abilities. And then we have Scott Perry here, who has a slightly more checkered history. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one guy liked one prospect and another guy liked the other. LaMelo uh, in New York, LaMelo and Madison Square Garden, it's like they're meant for each other. I mean, Steph Curry and MSG, like meant for each other. But like you're talking about those, like, it, like to me, and, and 
you know, with KD, I always felt like he's such a great player, but he doesn't have the, like, not, he just doesn't have the sizzle that Steph does. Like he just, it's oh, not no. the same, man. Well, nobody not- has the, nobody has the, I mean, if you, if you really want to talk about who has, what great players, not good players, what great players have had the flair. I don't want to even say flair for the dramatic, but just like that play with that much right. joy. I mean, you could count the amount of players through NBA history yeah, on, on one hand. Yeah. I, you know, I don't even think you, and I, I think you're going to have figures off. The, I mean, to me, Steph is, is almost in a sense in a category of his own in specifically in that respect yeah. with, 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 you know, how he looks, which is why, you know, tomorrow night, Tuesday night is going to be a, it's going to be an interesting show. He um, needs to break it there. I, I, I think he needs to break it. I have a funny feeling it's going to wind up being a close game. Actually, now that I, now that I'm thinking about it, because um, the Knicks have played so bad of late, they I, I think they will rebound with um, a better effort. It is not a daytime game, and the two games that they have looked the worst over the last couple of weeks have both been um, weekend like noon starts um, or like early starts, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you guys are I, I don't want to say you're struggling, obviously, but I guess yeah. with, it's the closest thing you've come to struggling yeah. all year. Yeah. What is it? You're th- you've lost three of your last six, five. Yeah. Some, I mean, yeah. I mean okay. look, they, they struggle. They're struggling offensively. Steph's hot. Steph's tired. He's in a slump. Um, I think he's also a little uh, beat down by this record chase here. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. I, I, I think he's a little, uh, it means a lot to him. And when that yeah. happens, I think it, it starts to mess around with you a little bit just because it's, it's, it's just so it's such a big deal to him. And so I think that's one of the things that the moment he breaks his record, guys, I guarantee it. If you guys have me on, he's going to go 50% from three for a month straight. Like that's just, it's, it's going to happen, but he needs to get over this. Who knows? He's apparently is playing in Indiana tonight and he's for sure going to play in Madison square tomorrow. So here's hoping he breaks it tomorrow. And, and for warriors fans, we just, we just want it over with because uh, Steph is hauling ass a little bit out or he's uh, he's struggling a little bit out there. Um, we'll see. I, um, It'll be it'll be fun to watch them. Um, I the team needs a win, and I hope uh, they get one. Although I'm I'm not feeling very confident about that. Uh, last thing before I let you go, um, you kind of touched on a little bit before about like for the rest of the season. Is there you and I? You also kind of mentioned it with the Suns. Biggest fear um, or biggest threat, I guess, to the Warriors this season is it internal is it your is it have to do with clay and how he looks when he comes back is it steps wearing down or is it there another team or teams out there who you're like this team could give us a run for our money this this season comes down to four things uh three players and one organization it's clay thompson it's Kawhi leonard it's Kyrie irving and it's what the hell lebron does at the trade deadline It, it to me it's those four things um, the Suns, yeah, they're great. But I think with Clay Thompson, he comes back. He looks like 80% of themselves. The Warriors are going to be fine. Uh, okay. Kyrie comes back. That team's coming out of the East. Love, love Giannis. Love Milwaukee. But that team's coming out of the East. Uh, and then Kawhi Leonard. If he comes back, I don't think he will. But if he comes back, the Clippers are a problem. They're, they're going to be in the second round, probably playing the Warriors. And then LeBron. Like At some point, LeBron's going to say, look, Russ, I've had enough. Get, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, what's he going to do? Who knows? LeBron's going to find a way to do something. He's just not. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, We don't have to spend too much time on it, but the athletic did drop the piece today about, you know, the teams that have been, uh, what was the term? Checking in on Ben Simmons. Yeah. Whatever that means. I was about to say, is that whatever that means? I send a love note. Is that checking in on Ben Simmons? Um, You know, when the Lakers are mentioned and, and um, obviously just from a salary perspective, you're, you're, you're talking Russ there, but like, 
if it, listen, if LeBron managed to somehow turn, I don't even know what, like they don't have any picks. I don't trade. know what you do. I'm, I don't I, know what you do. I, I don't look, they got a D because it was a, it was an, it was a LeBron kind of backdoor, you know, handshake type of thing. It was a haul at least. It yeah. Was a haul. It was a lot that's of what I'm saying. At least David Griffin, God bless his soul. He's having a rough time out there, but you know, at least he got some out of <laughs> some out of it. Daryl Moore, you think he's just going to say, yeah, give me the worst contract in the NBA and, and Kendrick Nunn. And you know, we'll, we'll call it. You know, this we'll call, you know I, he'd probably rather have Wiseman, you know, so, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it should be uh, it should be fun. Uh, I feel like this this season where uh, we keep circling December fifteenth here because it's obviously when uh, uh, you know trades could be made. Um, I think we're about to, the the fun factor is about to get ramped up on the NBA season. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, that's it for me. Andrew, you have anything you want to toss in before we get out of here? Yeah, Andy, I have one quick question as a Warriors fan because, and I I hesitate to do this because Knicks fans that aren't patrons don't know about this argument John have had, but Clay Thompson, were you bothered by him not making top 75? <laughs> um, the second best player in the first team that won the championship was Draymond Green. So there's that. Okay. Um, a lot of people think it's it's Clay Thompson. Was I bothered? No, because I don't care um, about those lists. Um, but who you know who was bothered? Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Like those okay. guys. You're talking about guys that care about what other people think in terms of players. Like I said earlier, Steph, Clay, one of them. Clay was so mad, so mad that he was on the list. And you know my co-host Sam Fendiari, who I'm, I'm sure you guys know very well. He. Mm-hmm. He made this point because I don't care. So we talked about it. I was like, who cares? Can we move on to the next topic? He said, look at the guys on the list. Look at the Lakers guys that are on the list. Look at the guys that got on the list that won the championship with those teams. And you rattle off those names. And they were the second option on the team, third option on the team, fourth option on the team. And you look at the Warriors. So you're either going to tell me one thing. You're either going to tell me that that team that the Warriors won was so great, led by Steph Curry. That's so amazing. They only needed one guy to win a championship. That's all. That's how great. So you're telling me Steph is a top five player of all time. So you're either telling me that or you're telling me Clay and Draymond are not that good. And that's just not true. So like, I, this doesn't make sense. I don't know why Dame's on there. I don't know why Anthony Davis is on there. Dwight Howard should have been on there. Like there are just guys that I feel like what is the list part of is, is does winning matter? Like does winning matter guys? If it matters, they should be on the list. So if it's just accolades and whatever. I, I just want to say, when I first did the, because I did my own top 75 and I researched it over the course of a better part of a month, which is not nearly long enough, but wow. Andrew put, put, gave me, gave me a deadline and, and to rank them. Wow. Um, I, I originally had Damon Anthony Davis on my list. And then I looked myself on the mirror and I said, what the fuck are you doing? And I took them both. I took them both off 
because I'm a stats guy, but I'm like, at some point it has to be a bigger conversation. And clay was ended up being my number 74. And I think Pau Gasol ended up being my number 75. Um, I will, you know, and I, I, I was, I was not, um, it, to, to Andrew, it was egregious that Clay was left off. To me, there were a couple other players that it was a, a little, maybe a little bit bothered me more. Um, the Dwight thing is interesting. I don't, I didn't know what to do with Dwight. I, yeah, but he was, God, he was good in his prime. You know, what I, I, mean? I had him on team to the finals. Yeah, I think he was the highest ranked player that I had on that that didn't end up making it. Um, That's a but, voter bias thing. We we discussed this on the, on the Patreon pod. Yeah. Day. The fact that the voting body just can't stand Dwight. I know. I know. Stand him when they were voting. I mean, like when they were giving him Defensive Player of the Year awards. I'll, you know? I'll also die on the hill of I don't think Bill Walton should have been on the list because why do you get to be on a list of the seventy-five greatest players ever for a season and a half? Um, but that's just me. That's yeah. that's my yeah. I I also feel like you know you can always make the argument, and this is the one I get the most annoyed about. It's like well. You know, if they were on, if Clay was on another team, can he lead another team? Or if Draymond was on a team that didn't have Steph, that doesn't matter, man. They won. Yeah, they, they did got win. Where they were, and they won. That's end of the day. That's all that matters. If you want to tell me that Clay wouldn't have been a number one option on a playoff team, by all means, go ahead. But we're not living in the multiverse, guys. There's only one. Right? <laughs> we're not. We're, there's only one. Uh, Andrew Garfield's not coming in this one. Like he is in, in the multiverse. But so, he said know. he's not going to be in the movie. Is he not? Oh, my God. I didn't know. I'm so excited, guys. I'm watching it the day before Christmas. I didn't know he's going to not, not be in it. Hopefully no spoilers, but I was excited. Okay, maybe not. God, now I'm depressed. Yeah, I'm, neither I'm, is Tobey Maguire either. Yeah, they're not going to be yeah. in it, though. Maybe we the, the, all of the trailers are, are a misdirect. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, anyway, <laughs> th- this was a lot of fun. Um, I know we said it at the top, but before we go, can you uh, let the folks at home know where they can find you? Light Years Podcast, baby. You can find us on every everything that you listen to uh, to to Jonathan and Andrew on. You know, uh, hit me up. That's it. And uh, I really hope, I really, really hope that Madison Square Garden is where Steph can uh, can break this record. I appreciate it, guys. I, I would wish you good luck. I wish Steph luck. I hope he breaks the record there, and I hope we win the game. It'll harken back to that that fifty four point game when he had the he got his flowers, but but we got the win. We need it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I did. Always good to hear someone else's perspectives on the team that you spend way too much time thinking about. Um, because I don't know, I find outside perspectives are often, um, I don't know, calming, uh, revealing. I don't know what the word is, but it was good to talk to Andy about the Knicks, um, hear his thoughts. And of course, hear his thoughts about Steph Curry and the Warriors because, um, they're good. And if you're an NBA fan, obviously they should, they should be on your radar. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, if you did, please do not be bashful. Let us know what you think. Leave a review. Give us a rating. Um, and of course, if you're not already subscribed, feel free to do so. That is it. We will be back with you with another episode later this week with a very, very, very special returning guest. Um, but until then, enjoy the game.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.